everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Psalms, Psalm 127, beginning at verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. All of Psalm 127. Then looking briefly in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. My ch- Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, He also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, keep my commands, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Verses 1 through 13. Proverbs chapter 4. Father, we thank you once again for the wonderful privilege we have of being able to say that we're your children. We're a part of the family of God. You've drawn us off the road to hell, onto the road to heaven. Thank you for saving us, making us brand new. And thank you also for the great privilege you've given us of being able to be involved in the great work of discipleship, helping people to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and then helping them to grow up and grow strong. And thank you, Lord, in a special way for the wonderful gift and privilege of being able to disciple our children and our grandchildren as well. What an honor, what a privilege, what a blessing it is to be able to help them to come to know Christ and then to help them to learn how to grow up in in the faith as well. Father, we ask that you'd stir us more and more to be faithful disciples ourselves and disciple makers beginning in our own homes. Thank you for that privilege and opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Jason Tross. Jason is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for today. Thank you for the blessing of a new day. Uh, Thank you for adopting us into uh, the beloved, Father God. And thank you um, that we have an opportunity and a privilege, Father, to... uh, Fulfill your great commission, even in our own homes, Father. And I pray that we will not neglect it, Father, that we will be about the business of uh, making disciples, Father God. And I pray that you will even lead us and guide us 
into prayer, Father God, how to uh, make intercession uh, for our children and for our future offspring and generations. And Lord, I also thank you that even though we don't always, uh, like the scripture says, we know not what we need to pray all the time, Father God, but we are thankful that um, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us uh, with groanings too deep for understanding, Father God. But we give you praise, glory, and honor, and we thank you, Father uh, for your call and purpose on our lives, Father God, and the privilege that we have in you. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Thank you, Jason. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We want to continue to remind our listeners, uh, this is the final day of this week of National Truthful Youth Bible Week here at American Family Radio. AFR Radio and Revival Fires International are partnering to provide the only hope for teens and for our world the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. We're encouraging you to help us reach a generation of young people and to get the word of God back into schools and into our culture more and more as we help dispel the darkness with the light of the gospel through the distribution of the popular Truth For Youth Bible for teens across our nation. Again, the Truth For Youth Bible is a wonderful evangelism and discipleship tool and keep in mind, even though the campaign is ending today, uh, even beyond this week, if you're interested in getting the Truth For Youth Bible for a tool that you want to use with your own children or with evangelizing youth, certainly you can do it uh, at a very modest price to order the Truth For Youth Bible. And remember, um, on this final day, if you're a teenager or if you're the parent of a teenager or the grandparent of a teenager— all you have to do to get a free Bible is go to truthforyouth.com. Again, that's truthforyouth.com to order online anytime uh, before the end of uh, this week period. Or you can call between 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. and call this number 1-800-733-4737. Again, 1-800-733-4737. Call between 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. And remember, you can order one free Truth For Youth Bible. And remember, the goal to each of the teens when you receive the Bible, you don't keep it. You pass it on to an, an individual, a peer that you know that does not know Jesus Christ. This is an evangelism project. But as I mentioned, certainly any and everyone that's listening, if you want to order them to have one yourself as a personal tool, but also order one or more. To get involved wonderfully as you use this tool in the work of evangelism and discipleship, same contact information. Go to truthforyouth.com to order online or between 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Call 1-800-733-4737 to order a Truth For Youth, one or more Truth For Youth Bibles. We hope that you will get involved. We are very grateful and blessed and honored to have as our phone guest today Justin and Allison Ramey and their three daughters, Abigail, Alexa, and Ashlyn Ramey. Uh, Abigail, Ash, Alexa, and Ashlyn were participants in our Ten Commandments Project Pro-Life Speech Contest. So again, to the Ramey family, thank you all for being with us today. Honor to be here. Thank you. All right. Great to have all of you. And as we begin, we're going to first talk to Dad and Mom, Justin and Allison Ramey. And uh, Justin and Allison, first let me say we're grateful and appreciative that you did allow and have your uh, three girls to participate. All of their speeches were powerful, well done, and 
Again, speeches that can bless and point many people to truth that very much needs to be heard in our culture today. So once again, thank you for letting them to, to participate. Uh, Justin and Allison, I'm going to ask, if, would you just take a moment just to further introduce yourselves and your family? And then I'm, I'm going to ask you a few questions. But anything further you'd like to share with us about your family, please do at this time. Sure. Uh, we are a family in western Kentucky. I am a uh, bivocational pastor and an attorney, and we've been blessed with six children. All right, so we we had half of them to participate in the project, so that's good to know. So hopefully yeah. next go-round we can get the other half as well. So, uh, Well, again, thank you all for taking the time to be with us today. And as we begin, I'm going to ask, um, and with each question, either uh, Justin and Allison, if you each want to respond or if just one of you chooses to respond to a given question, that that's entirely up to you then, okay? But to begin with, I'd like to ask, uh, how do you think your your three girls have been encouraged in their walk with Christ as they participated in the Ten Commandments Project? Well, I think through their research and talking with their dad and um, about all the things they learned about abortion and the Ten Commandments who strengthened their faith and um, helped them to think about things they wouldn't normally think about. And hopefully they can share that with their friends. Mm, okay. Okay. Thank you. And, and you know, of course, something I would just remind our listeners about, of course, this is a, a youth discipleship project, and we're very grateful to you Justin and Allison for, again, as I've mentioned, having them to participate. And one of our goals in having you all to come on the broadcast today is certainly to encourage and bless other parents to consider doing something similar with their children. You know, discipling our children is so important. We can't overemphasize how important it is. And this is a project that helps to make that happen. But again, we're grateful that you all are willing to share your hearts and your perspective uh, about your children's participation in the project. And so, Justin, did you want to chime in on anything on that question at this time? Uh, I would just say that I think it's helped them with their knowledge of current events, a subject that is sometimes difficult to breach with kids, but one which is important for them to understand and evil it is in our world, being able to communicate their beliefs in a persuasive way was uh, a helpful skill for them to develop. We appreciate American Family Radio for giving them the opportunity. Mm. Well, again, we're, as I mentioned, grateful that they did participate. And, you know, the point, one of the points that you all touched on is the fact that when young people do Bible research and research otherwise to learn about a topic like that, that that can be so productive because the Holy Spirit can do great things in their heart in the midst of them preparing to do the presentation. And, uh, you know, uh, Justin, I, you as a pastor can appreciate that. Each of the girls really gave a little sermon. That's, and that's exactly what they were, sermons slash speeches, but they were powerful. And um, we certainly hope that there will be opportunity for them to share their speeches in other capacities as well. So... Uh, how would you either either or both of you as parents would you say how do you think any young person could benefit by getting involved in this kind of project this sort of discipleship project i think we live in a world where kids spend a whole lot of time looking at their screens and 
sometimes their communication can be texting or silly videos. And so something like this helps them to know what they believe and why they believe it, to become more articulate, to be able to be persuasive and to communicate better in the world. Mm, that's exactly right. And, you know, in relation to that too, Justin, I would mention this too. It's it's one thing when a young person see, sees or hears an adult talking about these kinds of issues, but there's something about a young person when they hear another young person their age say some of the same kinds of truths, it has a whole different effect. And, you know, one thing I've found to be true as a pastor, and I imagine you've probably seen this as well, when you have a young person get up in front of the congregation to do anything, it grabs the attention of every young person in that congregation, but it also grabs the attention of the adults as well. And so having young people like your daughters, as young as they are, to share such powerful truths what a powerful tool it really is, and I believe very much so the body of Christ desperately needs to put our children and youth to work so much more because of the fact that they are instruments in the hands of the Holy Spirit to reach other young people their age, younger and older as well. So we're grateful very much for that. I want to ask if one or both of you, would you all pray for parents in the work of discipling their children? Lord, thank you for the many blessings that you have given us and for the opportunity to be a part of spreading your word, Lord, a part of instructing children. And Lord, we ask that you would bless the families in our nation, Lord, that you would help parents to understand the need to disciple kids and that we as parents would be strengthened and that we would be given the wisdom to know how we can do that in a way which uh, attracts their attention, a way in which is persuasive, a way in which is applicable to real life, Lord, that we would be examples that don't just say the right things, but do the right things, Lord, and that we would encourage them to live lives which would be glorifying to you. Lord, we ask that you would continue to use American Family Radio to encourage families across the United States, Lord, that we would glorify you in all that we do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We have the Ramey family on with us. We'll be right back.
Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Justin and Allison Ramey and their three daughters, Abigail, Alexa, and Ashlyn. And we're going to be privileged to be able to hear each of their pro-life speeches as a part of the Ten Commandments uh, Pro-Life Project. Uh, Specifically, we're going to start with Ashlyn, who is the youngest of the three. Uh, Ashlyn, how are you today? Good, thank you. All right, great to have you on today. How old are you, Ashlyn? Eleven. You're eleven, okay. Well, your speech was a speech with lots of wisdom and grace far beyond your years, so thanks again for letting the Lord use you. Tell me, Ashlyn, uh, you said you're 11 years old. Do you have any hobbies you'd like to share with us that you like to do? Uh, I like to draw and play with my younger sisters. All right. Well, that's good to know as well. All right. Well, we're going to listen to your speech, Ashlyn, and afterward we're going to come back and talk to you a little bit more then, okay? All right. Today, I will tell you why abortion is evil. Take the word sled for an example. My points are size, level of development, environment, and degree of dependency. My first point is size. Dad is taller than me, so should I die? But his dad's taller than him. My little brother is small. The Bible says that God loves the little children. When the disciples stop the children, Jesus calls to them and says, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for such belongs to them the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 19, 14. Next, level of development. Babies develop slower, but that means we should help. They need strong families to teach them and show them God's word. Next is environment. It doesn't matter if you live in a cardboard box, in the White House, in the womb or out. God has a purpose for you, and that purpose is special. Next is dependency. Babies depend on their moms, but so do you. I still do. But so do old people. Does that mean we should murder them? In the Bible, Jesus was a baby, and if we had killed him, he wouldn't have died on the cross. We would still be going to the temple and sacrificing. And what if that baby grows up and saves you? That would mean you would die. So, as the word sled fills your head, Remember, size, level of development, environment, and dependency doesn't matter as long as you love and fear the Almighty God. And remember, you were created in His image. All right, Ashlyn, beautiful speech, and thank you again so much for being willing to share that powerful speech as well. Uh, Ashlyn, I want to ask you just a few questions uh, about... Uh, your journey in doing the speech, preparing for it, and that sort of thing as well. Did you learn anything that you didn't already know as you were researching this topic of the pro-life issue as you were preparing your speech? Did you learn anything new at all? I learned that size, level of development do not matter because God loves us no matter what we look like or what size we are. And that's a powerful point that you shared in the speech. So thank you again for sharing that. Uh, I want to just ask you this too. Do you feel like being a part of this project has helped helped you grow as a Christian? Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much again. And I uh, wish we could take more time, but for time reasons, we're going to try to move right on and talk to your sisters as well. But thank you so much, Ashlyn, for being with us today. 
We're going to go ahead and talk to Alexa. Uh, Alexa, how are you? How are you today? Good. All right. And tell me how old you are, Alexa. Thirteen. You're thirteen. All right. Well, we're. Uh, let's see. And now, did you have any hobbies you'd like to tell us about that you like? I like to read and build Legos. Read and build Legos. Okay, that sounds that sounds like a good list of hobbies. Okay. Well, we're going to listen to your speech, Alexa, and then we're going to come back and talk to you as well, okay? Okay. Today I'm going to tell you why abortion is wrong. My three points are, it hurts families, Bible says don't murder, and you are getting rid of the next generation. The Bible says we are all God's beloved children in 1 John 3.2. My first point is, it hurts families. Psalms 127.3 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, the reward. In China, you are forced to only have three children. If so, that means I would only be able to have two other siblings. My other three, Jessica, JC, and Josh, would have been aborted. I would be confused, sad, and a little overwhelmed because of the terrible loss. My mother would be in pain, my father would be stressed, and the rest of the family would be very depressed. My family wouldn't be the same. Your children are blessings from God. My second point is, thou shalt not murder. It says this in Exodus chapter 20. For the penalty of murder is death. We are created in God's image and our life is one of the most valuable things we have. If you take a life, you must give your life in return as punishment. According to lifenews.com, since 1973, over 63 million babies have been killed in abortions. In Kentucky, 11 innocent and helpless children are killed by abortion every day. In fact, the total abortions in Kentucky in 2020 was 4,104. My final point is, you are taking the next generation who might become preachers, doctors, police, firefighters, and other very essential workers. You're also getting rid of a chance to spread the gospel. Also, if you took away all the kids, there will be no one to take care of the people when they are older. According to BBC News, China allows three children a major policy shift. It didn't change to three kids until last year, so another one of my siblings, Ashlyn, would be gone. And it didn't change to two kids until 2016, so in fact, I wouldn't be here. My only sibling left would be Abigail. I hope you now realize why abortion is wrong, because it hurts families Bible says don't murder, and you're getting rid of the next generation. Thank you. All right, Alexa, beautiful speech, a powerful speech. And let me just say this to, uh, as I alluded to in speaking with Ashlyn, to uh, each of you and your sisters seem to have a lot of wisdom far beyond your years as I've had a chance to listen to your speeches. So thank you again for sharing that powerful speech. Just a few questions I want to ask you. Did you learn anything new that you didn't already know as you were researching this in your Bible study and in researching the topic of standing for life? Yes, I learned that because of abortion, 
China's population is dying out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's there's some powerful truths about the abortion issue that really affect many, many nations. And so thank you again for bringing out some of those powerful points in relation to China that you did as well. Uh, uh, can you tell me, do you feel like being involved in this project has strengthened you in your relationship with Christ? Yes, it helps me learn how to defend the innocent babies that are being killed. All right. Okay, then. All right. Well, thank you so much. Again, we appreciate that. And uh, you were going to read a scripture for us, and uh, we're actually going to need to come back. We missed Ashlyn's scripture. We'll come back to that. But, uh, Alexa, you're going to read a scripture from the Gospel of Luke for us, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go right ahead. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name is Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your room and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. All right. Thank you, Alexa. You're an excellent reader. Thank you for sharing that. And before we speak to Abigail, can we, uh, Ashlyn, I was going to have you to read a scripture for us. Uh, Ashlyn, you were going to read, I believe, Psalm 121 for us. Can you read that for us, please? Sure. Okay. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in for this time forth and forevermore. Amen. Thank you, Ashton. You're an excellent reader as well. Thank you for sharing that scripture. Well, we're going to talk now with Abigail. Abigail is the uh, oldest sister of the three of you. And Abigail, how are you today? I'm good. All right. How old are you, Abigail? Fourteen. You're fourteen. All right. Do you have any hobbies you'd like to share with us that you enjoy? I like to read and draw. Read and draw. All right. Okay. Well, I like draw as well and read too. So, okay. Well, we're going to listen to your speech and then we're going to come back and talk to you, Abigail. Here in America, we have many different freedoms, like the freedom of speech or the freedom to own weapons. 
There is one freedom that we shouldn't have. A woman should not be free to have her unborn child aborted. My three points on why abortion is wrong are murder, population, and unbiblical. First is murder. Even before a baby is born, they are alive. By getting an abortion, the mother is killing an innocent child before it even has the chance to come into this world. They are taking the lives of these unborn children, which can never be justified. Next is population. The more people choose to have an abortion, the less and less children are being born. Right now, there is barely enough children to replace the oldest generation that is dying out, causing the population to shrink. In Japan, over 25% of the population is made up of people over the age of 65. And here in the USA, the birth rate has fallen to its lowest in more than a century. Next is unbiblical. In Jeremiah 1.5, Jeremiah states that God knew him even while he was still in his mother's womb. Therefore, God knows each and every child before they even they are even born. Exodus 21.22-24 says, When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out, but there is no harm, the one who hit her will surely be fined. But if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life. So it seems that an infant's life is valued the same as a grown man's life. You are here today because your mother chose not to have you aborted, even though giving birth is not easy. So by getting an abortion, you are murdering an innocent child, causing the population to shrink, and doing something unbiblical. Abigail, thank you again for that beautiful and very powerful speech. We do appreciate you sharing that speech. Uh, first question I want to ask you as we asked your sisters as well. Did you learn anything new that you didn't already know as you were doing the research in the Bible and otherwise and preparing for your speech? Well, I realized how serious and wrong abortion really is. Mm. That's good. That's good. You know, just the fact that each of you learned something new is so important, though, because there's so much more that we can always be learning about issues that are important to the Lord. And so, again, we're grateful that you did the speech and grateful that you learned and grew in the midst of that. Uh, how would you say being involved with this project has helped you grow as a believer? Well, it helps me learn to better defend my beliefs. Hmm. That's good. That's good. Father, we thank you once again for Abigail and Alexa and Ashlyn, and thank you for how that you have and are, are using their speeches to bless and encourage people. Father, raise up more and more churches that will put their young people to work in your kingdom because you've called them all to be involved in your kingdom. We thank and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We're grateful to have the Ramey family with us as our phone guest here on the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
music of Rebecca St. James with Kingdom Come. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are the Ramey family, Justin and Allison Ramey, who are dad and mom, and their three of their children, Abigail, Alexa, and Ashlyn, who participated in the Ten Commandments Project Pro-Life Speech Contest, and each of them did a beautiful, beautiful job. At this time, we're going to have Abigail. Abigail, we're going to have you. You were going to read a scripture for us from the uh, book of Hebrews, and then we're going to talk back to your dad and mom. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, raises the, assur- the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it people of old received their command. Commendation by faith that we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offers to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, and God commended him by accepting his gift, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not be death, and he was not found because God had him had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning the events as yet unseen, in reverent word, became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out to a place that he was received as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs that he bears with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that was found, that has foundations, whose designer and builders is God. By faith, there herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age since she conceived him, considered him faithful who has promised. Therefore, from one man and himself, as good as dead, were born descendants, as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the unnumbered grains of sand by the seashore. All right. Thank you, Abigail. You're a great reader as well, along with your sisters. Thank you for reading that passage of Scripture. 
Well, we're going to talk back to uh, Justin and Allison, uh, dad and mom here. And um, so again, Justin and Allison, uh, I don't have to ask you whether or not you're proud of your daughters for the great job they did. Uh, we're so grateful that they did participate. So thank you again for letting them participate. So I uh, want to ask you this question. What would you say uh, would as, as Christian parents, what are maybe some of the biggest challenges you say you've run into in the work of discipling your children? Well, there are a few things that we have to work with trying to make uh, discipling uh, interesting sometimes. Make sure you you don't just have the glazed over stare when you're uh, trying to do a Bible study. is uh, a challenge at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have to make sure that we're consistent. Sometimes we get so busy with different things going on in the evening and different activities that it's easy to uh, not be as consistent as we should with our discipleship. And of course, we have to be careful that we live what we preach as well and that we're good examples. Mm, you're exactly right. And and I can imagine, Justin, too, with you being both a pastor and you said a pastor and an, an attorney as well? That's correct, yes. Uh, you probably stay a little bit on the busy side, that'd be my guess. So, But it's great when we as parents are, uh, trust God to help us to figure out how to make discipling our children the priority that it really needs to be. And so we all need God's wisdom and grace in that regard. So thank you again for sharing that. Uh, what would you say, uh, again, either Justin and or Allison, uh, as far as this next question, though, what would you say are some things that you feel like have been somewhat easy for you as a parent in the work of discipling your children? Is there anything that comes to mind that you think has been relatively easy for you to do that has strengthened them in their walk with the Lord? It's easy for me to, uh, as a person who talks a lot, to be able to talk to the kids. Uh, but I, again, have to make sure that I'm doing it in a way which connects and sometimes I've got such a wide age range, I have to make sure that I can connect with the youngest one and with the oldest one, and that they're not just glazing over and Daddy's not giving you another sermon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now, remind me the age you so, so your oldest is 14, which is Abigail, correct? Correct, yes. And the youngest is? The youngest is nine months. Nine months. That's a little bit of an age gap. It is there, so but it does take the grace and the wisdom of the Lord to know how to really minister to them. But we have a Holy Spirit that knows how to do the impossible. So praise God for that. So I want to ask if uh, um, if Justin and or Allison, would you all pray for whatever's on your heart for children and youth in our culture? There's so many challenges that children and youth deal with today that. In um, years gone by, in some ways, didn't quite have the same challenges. Would you all pray for children and youth in our culture today? Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you once again. And Lord, we do ask that you would give individuals who are discipling children the wisdom and ability to connect with them, Lord. We pray specifically that children would be open to your word. We pray that Children would be discipled in such a way that they understand that the Bible is our source of truth, that it gives us hope, that it gives us meaning, that it gives us purpose. And Lord, we ask that you would help them to realize that all good gifts come from you, and that the different things which the world tries to distract us with, 
will ultimately bring pain and will bring destruction. And Lord, we ask that you would give the children in our country the ability to stand against temptations which they're bombarded with on a daily basis, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would help each and every one of us to grow closer to you and to glorify you in all that we do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And Father, to thank you for the opportunity we as the church have of being able to share the gospel with our children and then to disciple them, to help them to grow up and grow strong in the Lord. Father, thank you for the privilege you give us of being able to be involved in the great work of the sharing of the gospel with our culture as a whole and with youth in particular. Father, stir us as the church more and more to seek your wisdom, your grace, your power, your understanding to know how to effectively reach our youth with the gospel of Jesus Christ and to know how to effectively disciple them to help them to grow and grow strong in their walk with the Lord. More and more, help us to be wise enough to help our, to be vessels that your spirit can use to help young people see that Jesus really is the answer to every problem, every challenge, every difficulty in the world. Thank you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. All right, one final question I'd like to ask um, Justin and Allison. And uh, and I, I would say this in in relation to this fact. Again, the each of the messages, each of the speeches that uh, Abigail, Alexa, and Ashlyn shared, from my perspective, are powerful tools to use in a world like ours today. It just so happened they participated in this project in the season and time which by God's grace, Roe v. Wade was overturned. And I believe that we serve a God that's such that somehow or another he may very well have used their speeches along with the speeches of many other children that participate in the project to help bring that about. But what what's important is for us to be brave enough, bold enough to speak truth. So my question to you then, what are some insights you believe the Lord may have taught you as you observed your three children participating in this project, anything that comes to mind? I think it's important for us to challenge our kids, and I appreciate the opportunity that American Family Radio gave us to push them a little bit. Public speaking isn't necessarily what they enjoy the most, but I think it was great to watch them grow as they worked on putting together a speech and then to practice and to be able to deliver it in a manner which hopefully will be persuasive to others. Hmm. And, you know, what was very powerful, too, is that each of them, uh, Ashlyn, then Alexa, then Abigail, each of their speeches just had a, had a different approach, but all of them shared truth, insights, and encouragement that could help people to see things from God's point of view. So we see the beauty and the diversity of how God uses people as we observe each of their speeches. So, again, they did a great, great job, and we're so grateful that you all were willing to come on and share about your journey as a family. We really do appreciate that. Well, Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you for the good work you do. Well, thank you. And and just want to say to all of our listeners, please pray much for Brother Justin and Sister Allison and their children and for Christian parents, period, because our, the work of discipling our children is such a big and critically important work that God calls every one of us to. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today, and you know you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you're not really sure where you stand with the Lord, I want to invite you to make the step of asking Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life. The single most important decision in life is that decision, the decision to give your life to Christ. If you'd like to make that step, 
Would you take time to pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. You told us in the Word of God, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you. We'd like to hear from you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, resources that will help you to become a disciple who's faithfully following Jesus Christ. Please do reach out to us, get in touch with us. Again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Well, again, Justin, Justin and Allison and Abigail, Alexa and Ashlyn, beautiful job. Thank you so much for being with us today on the broadcast. We appreciate you being with us, all right? It's been an honor. Thank you. All right, and I want to say to all of our listeners, please pray much for Justin and Allison and their family. And let's pray much for believers in the church to take very, very serious the great work, the great privilege we have of being able to disciple our children and help them to grow strong in the Lord. And let's continue to be about our Father's business of sharing the gospel on a daily basis and being disciple makers, being disciples and being disciple makers as well. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.